Welcome, everybody, to another Bradley Basics podcast. I'm over here in a real, real nice home in Little Silver with my good buddy Steve Pisani, a guy that I met, I don't know, how many years ago, Steve? Um, I would say we're uh, probably on 10 years, maybe. 10 years? It's been uh, that long? To, I think yeah. so. Close to it. I mean, starting with, you know, when you came to join the Stampede, I think we knew each other a little bit before that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but never really kind of connected and then you came over and played started playing men's league with us and uh it's got to be uh definitely at least 10 years yeah yeah it's been great so it's been fun yeah i don't know if i ever told you this but i think you know being from where i'm you know being from michigan not from around here like you're you're one of the guys that i I connected with i felt right off the gate your mentality uh you know you just you know you remind me a lot of a midwest guy to be honest, not, I'm not sure if that's a dig or nah, you know, no. uh, definitely yeah. not from the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Our roots are from New York and Brooklyn and yeah, yeah, um, stuff like that. But we moved. Um, we actually moved to New Jersey, my family back in 1983. Oh, really? So my my parents had left uh, where they came from, and um, we settled in New Jersey and been here since, and and love it. Yeah, so where whereabouts in New York did you guys come from? Um, my mom and dad were from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Um, and they moved again. They moved out to Jersey. That's where they were born and raised. Um, and they wanted you know to leave the city life. Yeah. And uh, they came out to New Jersey when it was more of a farming town and uh, um, quieter. Yeah. Um, Here in Monmouth County. Yeah, in yeah. Monmouth County, yeah. Marlboro, New Jersey. Um, so we you know we lived there from. 1983 up until about 10 years ago when my parents moved uh that's where my brothers grew up um i have two brothers yeah uh my mom and dad uh my dad worked in new york just retired five years ago oh really um he was in the insurance industry he was a marine underwriter okay so he would you know travel into the city every day my mom worked a part-time job just because she loved to work that's cool and she raised three boys wow well not just her but my dad too um and we've um you know we're still close we've and we've been through a lot you know oh yeah family out here is huge. growing up and and stuff like that yeah family out here is huge i mean your two brothers i mean so how does that play out who's who's the oldest i am the oldest i have so i'm i'm the oldest uh my middle brother is chris and my youngest brother is joe oh joe okay all right that's cool yep yeah i mean like some of the previous podcasts i've I, I, the very first one I did with Greg Connors, he's the guy that edits this and kind of mm-hmm. got me in the podcasting. The first one he and I did, one of the things I, you know, illustrated to him coming from where I came from is that the, you know, this area is a true melting pot. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just every part of this area is, is a different group of people. But what, what what's really a common theme amongst all these different groups is the family. Yeah. And so, uh, like, I'm kind of transitioning from the career path to kind of more uh, personal responsibility and leadership. And, and one of the things I've asked uh, Steve to work with us today on is, is fatherhood. You know, you, yep, absolutely. You, you have, you have three kids of your own. Right? Three kids. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a daughter who's 14. Uh, my, her name is Avery. My son, Michael is mm-hmm. 12 and my youngest guy is seven. Yeah. And wow. uh, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's yeah. fun. It's interesting. It's a, it's a fun job. Um, you to call it a job because it is work yeah, um, yeah. to be a role model, f- you know, for your kids. Um, but go, just going, taking a couple steps back, I think that comes from your roots. 
Right. And right. growing up, my parents, um, you know, from when we were young and, you know, really worked with us in respecting others, working hard, mm-hmm. um, doing the right thing, and 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 things will work out to be okay. Yeah, and, that's and, great. And, you know, you know, my mom always used to tell us, you know, one day your time will come when you're going to have families and you're going to you know, give your mom and, you know, they're going to give you a hard time just like you gave us a hard time. Yeah. But you learn from those lessons. And I think, I think the whole, um, you know, you, you mentioned, I think at one point, uh, you know, evolution of a fatherhood and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. I think it, it definitely changes, but it starts from how you grew up. Right. Um, the people you surround yourself with, um, learning from your mistakes and we'll probably go into that a little bit more, but it definitely starts from your roots yeah i mean did you did you know you you know you've you've been married you're obviously married how long you been married for we're married it will be i want to say 16 years wow uh 2000 uh, f- yeah 16 years 2005 2005 i should say um so a little bit more than that that's great so where's your where's your wife from is she from around here uh my wife wendy she is a local she grew up in middletown okay uh, she came from a strong family um she has an older brother um a younger brother and um, her mom, uh, her dad, unfortunately, passed away a few years back. Okay. Uh, but same thing as in my family, developed strong roots and, and wanted to make sure that, you know, their children worked and did the right thing. Yeah, that's great. So yeah. I could, you know, probably that's, there's some commonalities between the families and probably mm-hmm. why you guys got together and have a very successful family here, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it takes, uh, it takes both of us. Right. It right. definitely takes both of us. Um, our personalities are a little bit different as far as how we approach things. Um, Wendy is, um, I want to say more, the world is great. There's no problems. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> Whereas I'm the one who, as soon as I could identify something or there's a problem, I'm in on it. I want to know about it. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Let's take care of it. Let's go to the doctors if you're sick, so on and so forth. Right, right, right. Um, so, it, it, but I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah, I think it probably blends it out, balances mm-hmm. it out. Oh, yeah, that's that's great. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, you know, you know my my background. I was was married for a while. Kind of didn't have those things worked out, and it didn't work out. And right. so now I'm with with uh, Barbara. We just recently got engaged. So, mm-hmm. but she's older. I'm I'm older. We have experience, and she has a has a son, and I've been working with him, and and um. No, it, it, it's a it's a different dynamic, right? Different dynamic, but it's um, uh, you know kind of theme that just from a lot of things I've been reading, you know, there seems to be uh, you know a real lack of family structure. I think in society, you know, I think we need to get back to the basics. Hence, Bradley basics. You know, get back to absolutely. You know, having a family. Uh, you know, not going out with the boys all the time, mm-hmm. getting gooned up. I mean, I think as a man, there's a time when you gotta. <laughs> You got you got to say hey, you know. Yeah. And I watch how you operate. I watch how your brother operates because he's got a good. All all your your two brothers have great families as well. I see how you guys operate. You have fixed time. You come. If it's a couple beers, then you know you hit the road. You got a schedule. You're 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 on to the next thing with your family. Yeah. You know it's it's you, you grow up. Yeah, you, you grow definitely up. Definitely grow and up. And it's fun. I mean, I can tell you're having a good time. Absolutely. I mean, Mike. I mean, I, you know, Ma- Magic Mike. That kid's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome. That kid's awesome. Yeah, my Michael. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's awesome, man. Yeah. So. 
All right, well, cool. So you're you're a VP at a, at a uh, Bank of America, correct? That is correct. Yeah, I um I'm vice president. Um, we or I started there out of college. Um, actually, it was um with the United States Trust Company. Okay. Um, and that was in 2000, kind of more um in a uh, back office operation role. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed a job out of school, and you know, my parents said you graduate, summer off, and uh, now it's time to start looking. Right, right, right. Um, I was fortunate enough, um, a friend of my father's um, knew a couple people within that um, firm, and I went for an interview, and it you know, kind of took off from there. That's great. Um, I stayed in that role for about a year and a half to two years, and then I transitioned more on to the you know, custody service side, which was more of a... Um, private, more on the private bank platform, if you want to say it that okay. way. Um, like private that, equity and stuff? Yeah, we worked with private equity, but it was more working with multi-generational families who had high net worth. Okay. Um, private foundations, um, smaller corporations, CEOs, sports owners, um, families, and, 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 you know, people who had a lot of money, who yeah, had yeah. a lot of money. Um, and it was kind of cool because I didn't really know much about it going into it. Um, but then as the years went on, you learned and you started developing relationships and with clients. Um, and it's just so interesting. It really is. Um, the role I have, um, with the bank is more not where I'm making an investment decision, but helping and acting as a fiduciary for, you know, Registered investment advisors, like a sounding board, or exactly uh, accountants, uh, lawyers, attorneys, uh, private equity firms, mm-hmm. working with them in structuring a client's portfolio, um, so they could make money and, and keep that generational wealth, yeah, for their kids and grandkids, so on and so forth. Oh yeah, that's I mean, um, it's, it's big around here. I mean, yeah, it's big. So I'm not definitely, um, you know, on the front lines as far as more of a sales. Um, position and, and trying to sell certain products but we have a niche in the financial world where you know with custody services you know a client will come to us and it's more of a safekeeping for them mm-hmm. um you know in, in working with them with client reporting um moving money to certain you know to certain investments that they might be involved in um, things of that nature. Yeah, kind of a, more of a conservative strategy. Make sure that that, that money's there generational. Right. To keep going on. And, and, and one thing with this, and, and there's this not, is, you know, Biff, you know, going around and buying right. 30 yachts, you know. And Correct. Exactly. Going over to Russia and stuff. Or. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially what's going on today. Yeah. No, we, uh, it's been, uh, you know, it's it's pretty wild. It yeah. really is how, how it uh, kind of cool. plays out. Um, and, you know, kind of, Bank of America came in in 2008, I want to say, um, and bought the firm because they really wanted to expand their private wealth and private bank platform. Hmm. Um, U.S. Trust was a company that was founded in 1853. Wow. With, again, they started from the Rockefellers to the John Deere family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is, that's where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bank of America at the time, uh, you know, they were looking to really, you know, expand their, their platform. And they bought us, um, which was a transition because we went from a small kind of boutique 
firm of about 2,500 employees with six different offices throughout the country to Bank of America. Yeah, yeah. So there was some transition there, um, but they saw value in our product, especially with the custody services. And um, we probably, really, probably the relationships, the long standing relationships. It, exactly. The long standing relationships. And, and, and it turned more into for a lot of clients that the bank was able to use and incorporate our services that we you know provide to the clients with other platforms from credit to philanthropy mm-hmm. to tax services. Oh, well, the Bank of America. Exactly. Some more, some yeah. More, uh, yeah. Yeah. So they were options. Able, exactly. More products. more products to, to offer. And we see that now. So, you know, we have a lot of families that, you know, you know, will work hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. and, and they're, you know, using credit and other, you know, um, products that we have. Yeah, that's great. So, Starting a business or something. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's complex. It's complex. I mean, exactly. it's, um, you know, like, you know, again, you know, going living where I grew up, you know, Dow Chemical, you make stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You, know, you manufacture stuff, you know, but you come out here and it's, it's, it's some, you know, use your term, some boutique manufacturing, but it's a lot of finances and there's a lot of money out here and a lot to know. It's a very exciting place to live out here. People often ask me, you know, like when I first started with Lincoln, like, you know, uh, I'm not going to New York, man. I'm afraid I'm gonna get knifed in the road. It's like, you know, whatever. So I went out there. Like, no one knows about this area. Like they're, right. they're afraid of it, but it, it, it uh, like, uh, like I've said on multiple podcasts, people around here are extremely smart. Yeah. Just, they have a lot of emotional intelligence. They're very street smart. Uh, they understand things. Uh, it it's probably stems from that family family structure. More yeah. and more, I think about it. Right. So absolutely. All right. Well, that's cool. That, yep. That's that's a good uh, that's a good introduction. Uh, you know, we talk about family and any any hobbies you want to talk. About? Obviously, we play hockey. Play some golf. Ha- here. So you yeah. Got a putter here. Uh, hobbies are hockey. I mean, mm-hmm. hockey is. I grew up playing hockey. You kind of know some of the history. It's, yeah. it's in my blood. It's in my family's blood. Um, Did I you guys go- win a state championship at? Uh- yeah, CBA? so after middle school, um, growing up, you know, we, my brothers, we all played. Um, my goal was to go to Christian Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, hockey at that time in our area um, wasn't nearly as, I want to say, competitive, but because of the, there weren't as many programs. Mm-hmm. Um, but in our area, there were some high schools that were really good and, and so on and so forth. Anyway... So I always wanted to go to Christian Brothers to play hockey. Um, it was tough. Uh, you know, freshman year, I didn't make the team. Sophomore year, we had so many incoming players from the area. Oh, yeah? It was just a crop of players, and you know most of them, mm-hmm. that were all the same age group, that were good hockey players, um, that wanted to play for Christian Brothers. Um, so the second year there, we... Um, created a JV team, okay, which was phenomenal because there were still a lot of players on the varsity team that was they were good. Mm-hmm. They were they were you know top end talent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we had a crop of kids come in that were good too, but we just some of us just couldn't crack the lineup because it was oh, yeah. so competitive. Anyway, so JV, I uh, played JV. Then I started playing some varsity my junior end of my junior year and most of my senior year. Um, and that's when we won our second state championship. Wow. Uh, the varsity team the year before had won it. We won it in 95 and then the 96 team, uh, won it for three, you know, to make it three consecutive, Wow, which was pretty cool. And to be part of, um, is even, is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. It's got a, uh, 
Well, it's they call it CBA here. So CBA is a, like a, a you know all, all boys Catholic school, right? So that, yeah, that's yeah, a real good school to go to. And I was yep. talking to somebody, and I think I was talking to Mike, uh, uh, one of the older guys that skates with us is Mike, his son Simon. Uh, Mike Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, yeah. Yes. So I saw him yep. Fitzgerald the other day at the Shinny uh, this past Saturday. We're just BS. And I was t- seeing what Simon was up to. He's doing well at Fairfield and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I told him, I said, I didn't realize a- a- about people going to paying for school. Because, like, where I grew up, you know, Doc Chemical just paid a lot of taxes. So the public schools were good. But as I as I got around, you know, they were just uh, – you start realizing people – you know, pay, paid to go to high school and stuff like that for various right. reasons. So it's just, you know, CBA is a very impressive yeah, place around here, you know? Absolutely. So. And I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really wouldn't. All right. Great. So, all right. So we'll just kind of, sh- you know, that was kind of question one. We'll shift into, you know, I sent you these questions, you know, you kind of got them. So yep. uh, what personal responsibility and leadership uh, do you feel it takes to be a success, be successful in business and, and, and in fatherhood actually? Um. I think the one of the biggest things that I kind of look at and, and kind of work on is is be true to yourself. Um, okay. You know, if you're true to yourself, then that reflects on who you are to your kids, to people who report to you at work, mm-hmm. um, people who have a question for you. If you could, if you could be true to yourself and acknowledge um, sometimes where you went wrong, I think that's a big component of being a leader and a father. Okay. Um, you know, being, you know, you could look at other things as far as being organized and being uh, self-motivated. Uh, that all kind of plays into it too. But I, I think to be a leader and a, and a good father, you got to really be true to yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think That's that, good. That's that, real good. that reflects. Yeah. Um, yeah, be honest. Like if you make a mistake, just tell, let people realize it's okay to make a mistake a, a, and, and absolutely. fess and I, up to it and move on. Exactly. And I, I'm trying to teach the kids that now. Mm-hmm. Um, as we spoke about and probably will a little bit more now, this world is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, the world we live in is a lot different than where you and I grew up with. But, you know, you got to battle through it and, and, you know, own up to your actions. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty important. Well, I think there's, I think in today's world, like on all levels, young, old, it's a moment in time where, you know, ethics and principles have to come back into play because there's so many things out there, you know, take social media, for example, right? It's the way you look at it. Like social media to me is not, you know, look at me and I got my shirt off. I'm drinking a beer, right? you know, like I, I look at it like, wow, you can really like put something positive out there right absolutely and there's just a lot and then you go the other way and there's just a lot of really crazy stuff Mm -hmm. so if you want to get into that i guess you have to have some personal responsibility and leadership to to manage that That right like and you can another thing is um you know law of thermodynamics a little engineering here you know energy isn't you know created or destroyed it's just transferred Right. Right. So if you take and there, there's there's only a fixed number of uh, of energy in the universe. It's obviously pretty massive. I mean, you could probably enough energy to, to you know, destroy the world, obviously. But but, you know, we don't go into, you know, Dr. Evil here. But, <laughs> you know, so, but, you know, it's, but like if you think about that. Right. And, and that's something I work on. Like. When I'm around somebody that's. Uh, I have a tendency to I notice someone that's off. And I have a tendency to try to engage. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's not the right move for me. Right. You know what I mean? It's yep. So like 
that's the analogy of like social media. Like you can get into, you know, the, the chirping or being negative about something or, you know, you know, dogging somebody, you know, and you see that all the time, you know, right. like I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm using the opposite way. I, I just think there's a lot of this negative energy that I can transfer to positive. And I think that's right. the pivot point we're at. And the people that start conduct themselves, like you said, being truthful to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, you know, that's hard to do. Yeah. That's hard work Absolutely. to be truthful, right? It's hard. Anybody can lie and fib right. and pretend and all this other kind of thing, but. And and it is, it, it, you yeah. know, we all go through that too. We right. Sometimes, it, but exactly. in the end you kind of revert back and it's not a consistent thing where at the end of the day you say to yourself, you look in that mirror and you say, was I, was I good today? Right. How can I be better tomorrow? Right. Exactly. And that kind of, you know going back to the leadership and fatherhood and things of that. Yeah. Area. And that's, you know, the Jordan Peterson book, that's, you know, like the fourth rule, you right. know, compare who, who you're, or who you are today. Not, uh, what, what's the, yeah. Compare, basically don't compare yourself to other people. Right. You know, you're yourself. But, yeah. Be yourself. Right. Exactly. So Absolutely. that's great. I mean, I, I, cause at the end of the day, I, you know, you share a story about your, your, your daughter making a decision on where she wanted to go mm-hmm. to high school or something like that. And Absolutely. it sounded to me like, now that we got to get into that if you don't want to, but it sounded like you really taught her how to make a real, Hard decision. You made her really think about it. You know. Yeah, and yeah, that's huge. I, yeah, that's huge. no. I mean, when so Avery is a, is a um, a freshman at Red Bank Catholic, which okay. is a, is a local private Catholic high school, and um, about a year and a half ago, when it was time, you know, when she was in middle of seventh grade to the end of seventh grade, I, you know, started approaching her in different manners, mm-hmm. as if you know, you have a decision, you know, to make. There's no pressure, but we need to kind of start talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like any 13-year-old young girl, um, in one ear and out the other ear, um, wasn't being talked about in school yet with friends. So I left it. Um, I didn't really, you know, push the buttons too much. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the back of my mind, I kept saying to myself, you know, I'm going to bring it up again. Um, and just a little bit of the story behind it was she was going, um, we have a, great public high school here um red bank regional is a great public program okay um, going back to where we live we're very fortunate in this area i feel um between the public and private high schools that we have here mm-hmm. i think they're great programs yeah this county is unbelievable you know whether you go the private route um catholic route or or, or the public schools we do have great public schools so mm-hmm. that was the decision and i kind of explained that to her whereas you know you have the decision to go public which would be no problem or i would like you to kind of maybe look into a red bank catholic or trinity hall um and you know we talked about it a little bit and you know it was um a little tough at first you know just because again going back to what they hear from friends and who's making this decision and who's going here. Um, but I didn't put any pressure on her. You know, mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, this was going to be kind of the one big decision or for her first decision, decision, I should say, um, that I wanted her to make. Um, I didn't want her to feel pressured to go somewhere where she might not be comfortable. Right. Um, and that's not how it should be. Um, I was there to guide her, give her the positives, the negatives. Um, and think it over. Mm-hmm. And we did that for you know, a few months. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, bring it up every day because it would just get her upset or mad. But we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, I said, all I want you to do is take the test, and then we can make the decision from there. 
Uh, long story short, she got in. Some of her friends got in. She's there as a freshman now and loving it. That's great. Doing great. Um, you know, I, and I tell her, I says, you made that decision. You know, I said, mom and dad were just trying to guide you as far as, you know, which route we feel might be better. However, if you go to the public route, that's totally fine. Make the best of it. It's what you make of it. Right, right. Uh, and that's something that's important. You could go anywhere, and if you're working hard, studying, donating your time, playing an activity, a sport, whatever it might be, you'll be okay. That's great. So that that's how we kind of tackled that. Um, yeah, that's a that's a that's a great story and a great method approach to, you know, you started early. Yeah. Plan the seed. Plan the seed. Put no pressure on there, and exactly. it was more of a guidance thing versus you know dictating what to do. You exactly. Know? Exactly. That's great. That's great because yep. that's kind of what you hear. You know, like I was married, I don't have any kids, but like that's what you hear about. You know, parents kind of try to force kids to do things, like force kids to go into this or go in that just so they can go to the, I don't know, I guess Not the cocktail a firm parties or whatever yeah. and say, hey, my son or whatever. And I just find that's uh, that, that's that's the value. Like like I told you earlier, but, you know, like with my mother, like she, you know, the way she grew up, you know, she really couldn't do a lot of things. And so my sister and I were afforded the luxury to, you know, do what we wanted. Right. And, uh yeah, that's why you and I are sitting today. Right. My hockey was the big thing. Like I would never, I would never even be out here. I would never be looking at you on this couch here if I didn't play hockey. Right. Exactly. And I wouldn't have the courage to come out here. I right. wouldn't have the courage to figure things out, make those decisions like you talked about. Yep. You know, like like the old man. You know, you say you want to do that. You want to play junior A down in Detroit. You know, here's the car. You got to put gas in it. And I was like, okay, so that means that, that means I got to get a. You know, I was mowing lawns. I was doing a bunch of stuff, and I made it happen. I made it work out, and. uh yeah, so yeah, it's it's great. So yeah, having a sport is it's, huge too. Like I think every kid, not not that you want to be in the NHL or go to CBA or whatever it may be, but play a sport, play a team, dedication, you know, be there on time, yep. train. And I th- I think your daughter's what in dance. She yeah. she's uh yeah, she's heavily involved in dance. It's mm-hmm. um something that she's been doing since she was 3 years old. Um and she loves it. Yeah. She loves it. What it's a great a, sport. A, a, that's that's great activity. Be... She's got a really really, you know, great group of friends mm-hmm. that are also involved in it um just good people just now how does that work is that like is that like is there competitions or yeah. events or so is it they, a club? They, it's it's a um it's a dance studio mm-hmm. um which is it's local here in uh, red bank um she's uh they practice i want to say five solid hours uh, five solid days a week hmm. for at least it could be between two to four hours wow um, and then competitions usually start after the new year and run through June. Wow. Which is, it's just like a hockey tournament. It's, there's probably three to four of them maybe. Um, but they're all weekend, you know, starting from Friday to Sunday. So it's, it's a lot. Um, but it's something she loves doing. Um, so it's, you know, yeah, I mean, the physical aspect of that is the physical be aspect being part of a team, mm-hmm. um, is is i think highly important and that's what i try to instill even with my two younger ones uh carter and michael you know uh carter right now my youngest he's he's getting into hockey okay um and just like what you said earlier it's not about being the next wayne gretzky or Mm -hmm. you know it's it's about being part of a team and learning and listening to other coaches and mentors out there on on 
how to battle through things. Yeah. Um, making friends and, and understanding responsibilities on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and most importantly, having fun. Yeah. Uh, like you said earlier, you get, you know, you hear too many stories of kids playing a sport because they don't want to do it. Their parents want them to do it. Yeah. And that's, I don't think that's cool. Yeah, it's you not know? a long-term goal. It's, it's not a long-term goal. It's just pressure on a child at a young age to be forced into doing something that they just don't love. Right. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's got to be natural. Kind of like the decision to go to Red Bank Catholic. It's got to be natural. It's mm-hmm. got to be their decision. And and as you, you know, as I do coaching and mentoring, like that's a you know, I don't really tell people what to do. They have to kind of make a decision if they want to work. Absolutely. Like, and if you want to work, I'll work with you. But if you don't want to work, you know, it's like, I, you know, it's, I'm just here. I'm available. One you thing know? I tell my kids yeah. all the time is nothing's handed to you. Yeah. You want something, you got to go get it. And that's how I grew up. Um, you want it, study hard. Yeah. You you want to make some money, go find something to, you know, go shovel someone's driveway in the middle of the winter and make 20 bucks like we did as kids. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's what, that, that's kind of the, uh, you know, how we operate. Yeah. And there's so many opportunities out there for young people to, to do things people don't want to, don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And that you goes know. back to, you know, we hear about, you know, old school values versus, you know, how to, you know, you can't tell a kid that these days because 30 years ago, you know, it was okay. You know, yeah. you know, these kids today, they, you know, slap on the wrist. They're running around, you know, like yelling bloody murder, yelling bloody murder. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's different, but yeah. you, you definitely just try to, uh, you know, keep it even keel and, and make sure they know yeah. the right and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Well, yeah. We'll go to question three. Uh, what challenges do you face as a father? You know, what, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the challenge, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a, no, that's a no, big no. One, eh? challenges start every morning at, <laughs> at six thirty. Okay. Uh, from, I don't want to wear this to I don't want this for breakfast to who's taking me to school. I want dad to take me to school uh, to trying to figure out a schedule for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, You know, three kids, all the three different ages um, with different personalities. Jeez. It's it's work. Yeah. Um, But as a role model, this is what we signed up for. Yeah. And now you got to, you know, work through it. Yeah. Well, um, how, how do you manage that? You just, you just go with the flow or do you, do you relay on like, well, there's rely on other things that but, there's but they're probably ways. evolving or that your kids are evolving every day. It's you know, every day young, you know, every day uh, you manage it. Um, going back to uh, Wendy, my wife, she, um, she's great. I can't tell more good things about how she is a mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I real and I say that sincerely. Um, we have again, we have different personalities on how we handle things, uh, but I also think that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of you know, yeah, it works. It works. Yeah, it works. That's awesome. It's not. It doesn't always work smooth. Yeah. Um, there's times where you uh, have to kind of um, revert back a little bit and say, "Wait a second here. I think I did that wrong. Um, maybe I should handle that different." Yeah, but you have that mechanism play, being true to yourself. You're willing to, you're willing to, exactly. you know, you know, another one of my Bradley basis sayings, you know, I, I believe, you know, fail, failure is a father of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like if you fail, you, you, there's an opportunity to make it better. Absolutely. Right. You, you learn from your mistakes. You learn from your mistakes. It's, it's okay. And that's, that's, I think that's so important, mm-hmm. um, especially with, uh, you know, I'm trying to teach my Michael that who is my middle guy, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, it's okay to have a bad grade or it's okay to, um, you know, not have a good day, but you learn from it. It makes you stronger. Oh yeah. Um, learn from others. Yeah. I think one of your questions was, you know, kind of resources, um, not to jump the gun, but yeah. Yeah, we can what, go to that. We, yeah, what what yeah. kind of resources do you you know do you look at or work on to, to yeah, make yeah, things better? Yeah, we can go to that one. Yeah, um, the the resources are kind of yourself. Um, learn again, learning from your mistakes, being you know, and learning from others. Mm-hmm. Um, you could like, read, like what do you mean, like your brothers or my other brothers? People? How do they handle that situation? Mm-hmm. We have a I have such a great group of of friends that we've kind of grown up and now our kids are growing up mm-hmm. and y- you kind of see how they might handle something a little bit different and that's you kind cool. of say wow that's um you know that's pretty cool or you know maybe you know y- you kind of take that on how they are kind of running their families a little bit if you want to say it like right, that right and, y- and you learn from that that's great that's uh, great yeah, the community, you know, the, the CBA. The community, community yeah. The, yeah, it's it's the community. I mean, we're we're in a small town here in Little Silver. A lot of people know each other. Um, so you, the resources are within your town, within your business model. Mm-hmm. I learn from people at work. Um, I work with, you know, a lot of moms and dads. And, you know, just in basic general conversation, you, know, you hear stories, and they say, "Well, this is how I did it," and I'm like, "Wow, that's pretty interesting." Oh, that's great! You know, so yeah. You, so there's you, kind of like this parent, yeah. uh, this yeah. parent underbelly, absolutely. Going on, you know, that's absolutely. that's great. That's right. awesome. That's great. That's great. Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll go back to. So yeah, that that was that was number five. You know, what, what work or resources do you use to improve your parenting skills? You, you, you know, communication. Communication is big, Sean. You know. I I uh, I tell my wife that. I tell the kids that I says communication is so important. If you can't communicate and you can't talk it out, mm-hmm. you have problems. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to learn you have how you have to learn how to listen too. And, and it's exactly. one thing to like hear words, but it's actually like really listen to what people are saying. I, I find myself if I, I and I'm okay to do this in groups. I do it all the time. And some people I get annoyed, but like you know what do, what do you mean? You, right. you know, sometimes there's there's this further explanation that needs to be had. You, yeah. you know, what I mean, but to just let it something go by that you didn't really understand, or you, maybe you didn't really listen to, and not get some clarification. I think it's mm-hmm. a missed opportunity to, you yeah. know, to move forward in a in in a, in a positive direction. Yep. You know, absolutely. So. And and the kids going back to you know fatherhood and stuff. Kids aren't. Um, you know, when they see mom and dad communicate, they might not be telling you much as far as they're registering that in their head that, wow, mom and dad are talking that out or they're making these plans. And they kind of take that. I think kids are sponges. We mm-hmm. all know that. Oh, yeah. So they're picking up on the little things. They're picking up on everything. Um, and when they see that happening and communication, and I think they take that and they might not show it right away, but as they get older and mature in the back of their head, I feel that they're saying, well, you know, this is how it has to be done. I remember mom and dad used to do it like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and, no, no different than what you're talking about here. Yeah. You know, about your, 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 your parents, you know, and, and right. it's kind of like an extension and it continues to get refined and it gets better. And right. 
you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, you know, evolution. Yeah. So yeah, we'll go back to four. How do you think fatherhood is evolving in today's world? I mean, there's a lot of challenges. You've got social media, you got the high cost of college, everything else. So it's, it's, it's evolving. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, um, I mean, we could sit here and talk about that for many uh, hours. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, the social media is a big thing today. You want to make sure that's that's one thing that we kind of, it's easier said than done, um, that we kind of, you know, monitor because you want to make sure that your children are doing the right thing as far as if they're on these platforms, mm -hmm. how they're engaging in it. Millions, well, the ethics, the decision-making. The, the, the decision-making. You know, decision you've got to kind of make it, I don't know, this is what I... You, you have to have you have to teach them how to make a decision and 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 and, and conduct themselves ethically not to get involved or do something that could hurt them correct you know what i'm trying to say it's I, it's there's it's so easy to do right correct. and and it, a good example so. is i just recently had a conversation um with avery um that in two or three years she's going to be looking at colleges now she's old enough now she's on social media instagram tiktok you know, and we've had conversations where you need to be very careful on what you put on those platforms mm -hmm. because if you're looking to get into a school one day, from what I'm reading and hearing, a lot of these schools will look into your background and check these platforms to see what type of person you really are. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't want that to be a decision factor when it comes to school that you have the grades, you've done everything you possibly can, but... You did something pretty stupid five years ago on Instagram. Yeah. And, and now the school's saying, what was that incident all about? Yeah. You know, or oh, you go for, for a job interview, it's the same same situation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's something that we need to keep in consideration. Um, well, yeah, it goes things. back to the beginning of our podcast talking about, you know, not making negative chirps to people. That's just that so many people are doing that. Like It's it, taken it, so the way it's perceived and taken these days mm -hmm. is so much is you got to be very careful. Yeah. You got to be very yeah, careful. Yeah. It's very, uh, yeah. I, like I said, it's a powerful thing It's a powerful tool, but if it's, in, if it's used in the wrong, wrong way, it can be very, very Correct. powerful in a negative way. Right. And Absolutely. So, you know, yeah, you got to really, you, you know, you really got to have ethics on it, you know, principles and like, I'm not on Instagram anymore because I just really can't, it's not really functional for me. Like I was just, you know, I was like kind of posting these little sayings and stuff, but I was getting, you know, I had, you know, a couple hundred followers, whatever. I was, you mm -hmm. know, wasn't like, you know, blown up on Twitter. I wasn't trending or anything. But, <laughs> you know, so I got off of that and I just got on some different platforms that just are more functional. Like I, if I read a book, I have Bradley Basic Read. So I started that on my website. So I have various okay. books that I read. And and so I put that on there. And, and, and so I can post that. Or if I like this podcast, I can post on my LinkedIn or yep. Getter or Locals and people can just click on it and listen. You know, it's just a different, it's a, like that's how I look at it. Hence, what I why I look at the functionality of these things it's 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 more more that to me than the other right but 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 there's a whole other scene you know it's a it's a crazy you know there's yeah. you know the TikTok and everything else and I, I just think it's you know you know my thing about school like I, there's got to be a point when someone and, and I don't know how this this would, be, this would be a dream of mine be able to use these different platforms networking platforms to be able to generate a more efficient way of getting educated at a higher Absolutely. level you yeah. know like. I don't see that in that space. I don't see colleges and universities saying, "Hey, we're going to do some cost reductions here. We're going to use the, these different methods of teaching. We're we're going to, 
instead of you know get a four-year degree to make it two because we can streamline all this stuff and yeah, I don't see that. I just think it's a missed opportunity. I think right. it, with with all this technology, that's where you could really make it really wheel. Yeah, and I was just gonna, it, I know. was just gonna actually, you know, bring that up too with the evolution of technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, where would we be today, you know, uh, without it? Well, look at us—we're having a podcast. Well, right? yeah, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah. It really is. I mean, it's uh, how would we navigate? You know, going back to the business world, how would we navigate ten years ago, um, when coronavirus hit? Yeah. The world was working from home. You know, mm-hmm. could you have done that 10 years ago? Yeah, but as far as the functionality of it and and making it work was because of technology. Oh, yeah, you couldn't have done that. Yeah. No. I mean, no. It's kind of getting off the subject a little bit, but no. it just goes to show the evolution of, you know, how it's, uh, you know, how it's, you know, yeah, developing. What, what, yeah, what you're reinforcing is that, you know, the, the good side of technology, right, being able to, this pandemic hit the world, right? Being mm-hmm. able to continue to work and at home, whatever. Maybe throughout this process, it, you, you found some like like we did so many WebExes. I, I, you know, like to me, that's a great way to do. So we interact a lot of our distributor folk through WebEx now, right? Whether it's signing contracts, going over things, and we still get it accomplished. Not everybody can can physically meet when they want, and so there's. I think there's going to be a lot of benefits Absolutely. coming out of it, you know, and. And uh, it's yeah. what you make of it. Right. I, you exactly. know, working from home for some is not great. But if you're if you're disciplined, I think I use the word discipline a lot. If you're disciplined, you can make it work. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, and it's uh, it's definitely worked, you know, in, in, in the banking world that you know, I'm in. It's mm-hmm. uh, we never thought we would be able to do something like that. Uh, and it was kind of frowned upon before COVID. Now it's, you know, we're we're home three days a week right now. Yeah, I think that's good and, because and, it's it's probably not frowned upon as much because it was actually effective. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, I, you know I, I feel like work also in a positive way is kind of evolving from the good old boy network mm-hmm. to actually more merit based, more results based. And I think you have to be, you got to know technology. Yeah, absolutely. You got to know these different things, you know, yeah. how to use them. And you know, there's a lot of people in my business, like, you know, I don't understand or whatever. It's like, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. (laughs) You better start doing some studying, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know I'm an engineer and everything. Maybe things things come to me a little technically better than others. I I don't know. But there's a lot of things I don't know how to do, but I actually work at it. You know, like you got to work at things. If you, it's, it's the new world. And once you get over that hump, you're empowered. You know, you're empowered. You want it. Yeah. You empower. Like, oh, I really learned how to do that. Yep. You know, absolutely. Like we have this like little, uh, little, uh, collaborative robot now that's getting popular because we can't have people there's nobody that wants to do this kind of work so we have these little little robots and they're kind of nominal in that kind of space but you know i had to learn how to program the thing and and i was kind of fretting about it i finally got over the you know over the because i have to bring it in it's like 90 grand i got to bring it in to the customer set it up that i'm good at i'm good at the mechanical but then learn how to run this thing and i learned how to run it you know and i had to utilize uh you know social media basically learn how to run it because that's kind of how we where we want to go so it uh, it all worked out and and uh, but yeah I mean I was I was kind of struggling with that but I, you I learn worked, it. I worked through it you work you through know? it because yeah. I you can't you know in a sales situation out here anyways things move just too quick and you can't you can't rely on people right you know you right. can't rely no. on people no you so. if you you want to uh, make things happen you got to you know put your foot forward and definitely, and, definitely. Uh, and be the leader all right cool Absolutely. all right so we'll go yeah well this is a good podcast Steve we'll go to the last question uh, question number six you know. What comments or advice do you have for future fathers or parents and parents? Enjoy it. 
Enjoy it. Um, it's a life changer, which a lot of people have heard. Um, but it's it really is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, the roadblocks you hit, the ups and downs you go through, the tr- the mentoring that you try to incorporate. Um, I wouldn't sign up for anything different. Uh, That's great. I you know I it's. It, to be a father it's, it's unreal yeah it really is it's uh you're a role model for your children for the next generation yeah and if you look at it that way i think you know you'll be okay and your family will be okay um you know we talk i mean i see you once a week and we kind of talk little by little on different subjects and kind of yeah. just just BS around the bush a little bit, but it's, uh, you know, that's my time away. You know, you got to make some time for yourself too. Yeah. Um, but it, overall I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. I really wouldn't. Um, and you know, we have a great network, you know, like you said, this area, we have fortunate enough to have great families, good people. Mm-hmm. Um, your kids are surrounded by great people. There's nothing better. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know. Well, hey, you're doing a hell of a job. You and your wife. It's yeah. great. I mean, you guys are, this is a great, great place. This is a new house you guys built. I know you spent a lot of time doing this. This place is unreal. So we're sitting up here yeah. in a high-end toy room, I guess. This couch here, I could probably take a nap. <laughs> I'd probably find me up here. So we've been, listen, I'm glad we did this. Uh, it's been, yeah. like I said, in the beginning of the show, we uh, tried to do this two or three years ago. And yeah. It just, you know, yeah. never happened. But, um yeah, it's cool. No, it's, it's good. Really, yeah, and, no, and you're no. doing a great. I, I think what you're doing too is is really cool because you know a lot of um, families, kids, business partners, they need a little advice. They need yeah. a little, uh, you know, somebody to talk to and kind of see what kind of direction they need to go in or how to be a better person overall. Um, yeah, I, and, I, I think I just I. I I don't, you know, this is just kind of organically evolving for me. I mean, I just really looked at the price of college and just, True. you know, we had something at yeah. home we had to deal with. Uh, Barbara and I took care of it, but you know, it's just, it's serious money. And, you know, I, I make a lot of, I make good money and, and, you know, I, but I, I make good money because I understand money and I understand the value. And, and, and right. some of the things I'm saying are just, there's a lot of inefficiencies. And I, and so I kind of start off Bradley basics there, but then, you know, as I, do more reading and research. I'm starting to realize that the family structure is a little, you know, fragmented in, in you know, today's world. And you got to get back to some of that. And, and, you know, so I'm going to start focusing on that. So I really appreciate you taking the time and, you know, sharing, you know, your family's success and yeah. what you guys are doing. And, and uh, yeah, that also what I'm trying to portray Bradley basics is, is, you know, it's okay to, to, to work with somebody. Absolutely. There's no shame in that. It's not like, you know, like, again, old school mentality. Like, I, the, the company I worked for was founded in, uh, what, 1895. So there's – it's only now is it kind of getting, you know, modern. But I've always – and I've been working for this company 25 years. I've always had a young mindset, and I kind of clashed with some of these older guys and, you know, kind of battled with them. And, right. But, you know, I'm still – I'm standing on the hill. I, <laughs> I'm in control of the whole – this whole area now. Not that I set out to do this. I just kind of uh, – you know, it's one of my Bradley basic sayings. You know, it's your choice of good or bad things happen gradually than suddenly. 
True. So if Very you're true. like with the decision with, with Avery, you guys started some good things, yep. kicked it in it gradually, then suddenly it became a good decision, right? That's that's yeah, so it's like yes. it, things just don't happen overnight. Like you have to like work at them, and yep. But it takes vision and uh, leadership, and and you know where you want to go and everything else. So, all right, guys. Uh, hey, thanks for you know listening to another Bradley Basics podcast here with uh, Steve Pisani in his high end playroom. <laughs> well, and, uh, Sean, I, I, I so, thank you uh, for being patient. Uh, yeah, no as problem. As you know, getting this set up and. Um, uh, Appreciate you coming out. This, this yeah, was great. Yeah. Um, hope we covered all the yeah, you know, no, questions. I think it's, yeah, it's we, a good. Uh, we'll yeah. Be on the ice hopefully in the next week or two. Yeah, right. Yeah. Playing some playoffs. You That's know, against it. The drunken clams or whoever, whatever other team. Some big coming. games coming up. <laughs> big games. Yeah. We got some big Eight games. guys last night. Boy. Boy, we, we, we not, 10-5, we took them. So, I don't know. Uh, one kid, one kid chirped me. He's like, you're as old as my dad. I said, well, dude, like, I don't know, man. Like. Like, hey, you're still I'm out skating there. around you're you, man. I don't, I, you know, I, I mean, I don't know where you played, bro, but like, <laughs> your youth isn't really helping you. That, that's it. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. I wouldn't yeah. say, but again, it's uh, it, it's all fun. It's all fun and well. So, all right, everybody. Hey, like always, thanks you for your time and uh, enjoy the day. Take care. <laughs>